Hello, my friends. How are you? I hope you are staying cozy and warm as you listen to this. I've got my tea with me. We're all actually getting over colds. It was brutal. It's the winter. It's cold and flu season. I pray you're surviving this. It is a chilly 12 degrees here in Middle Tennessee right now. The sun is shining bright and we've got frozen snow still covering the ground. We've had the craziest snowy week. And as I walked this morning, trying not to slip on the ice, I just had to pause to appreciate the barrenness and beauty that is winter. Don't get me wrong. I don't love being cold. I actually spent a year of college in Bozeman, Montana, freezing my buns off willingly so that I could ski as many days of the week as possible. I have a love-hate relationship with the cold. And I'll tell you, I only lasted one year in Bozeman. It's beautiful. It's amazing. If you're from Montana, you know, big sky country, there is nothing like it. It's incredible. But I couldn't hang. I don't know that my fingers and toes have ever recovered from that winter. But I'm learning to appreciate the gift of seasons as we enter year two here in Middle Tennessee. I think the Lord has put so many treasures for us into this earth to enjoy that we often just miss out on. It's by design that the trees lose their leaves and stand bare each winter. It's by design that certain creatures hibernate. And to think this process of falling away, of shedding, everything happens every single year, not just once. It just makes me wonder about how the Lord desires for us to be renewed transformed, and changed each passing season. Every year, it looks like the world around us is dead for a few months. It looks dead. And yet, we know the earth is only sleeping. And it just makes me wonder how many of us have been called to a season of wintering, if you will. Have we been called to shed parts of ourselves, of our schedules, of our lives, and peel back the layers of who we think we are? Have you been called to let some relationships die? Have you been called to a deep rest? A rest that may even look like there's no life left in us. To the world, we might appear as though we've completely fallen apart and been left for dead. And yet, the Lord knows that His Spirit of life, His Spirit of living water, lives inside of us. I think we all too often are afraid of seasons that look like that. I know I am. When we feel lifeless and cold. Because friend, it's hard to move when you're frozen inside. When you're cold You're not going to move very quickly. And maybe it's because you're not supposed to. Maybe you're entering a season where the Lord wants you to be still, to be present where you are, to just sit 
by the fire. And you know what the Lord wants to do? Instead of rejecting the cold, barren season of winter that he so intelligently created for a purpose, he calls to us and says, come, sit by the fire with me. Come and warm yourself in my love. Come and drink my cup. It won't burden you. It will leave you feeling warm and so cozy. So today, my friend, this is your invitation to sit, to be still, to enjoy this very much ordained season of winter. Okay, let me take a moment to talk to you about pregnancy and birth. If you're a pregnant mama listening to this today, I know that you want a smooth, uncomplicated birth experience because we all do. The question really becomes, how does that happen? Is it even possible? You can set yourself up for success and just rest knowing Jesus is in charge of the rest of your birth experience. And I'd love to come alongside you on your pregnancy journey. If you're interested in learning more about my online birth course, head to www.yourbestbirthcourse.com and check it out, my friend. You can use the promo code podcast, P-O-D-C-A-S-T, at checkout for a special discount price I offer only to my very special listeners. And if you're still listening and you're ready to get started on your journey to a rewarding, positive birth experience, I've got a freebie just for you. It's called The Four Keys to a Positive Rewarding Birth Experience, and it's yours. Just head on over to my website, elisemarsh.com, and click on freebies, and you'll find it waiting there for you, my friend. I don't know about you, but the beginning of a new year seems to be a time when the world we live in is looking to the future, dreaming about the future, vision casting, goal setting, setting our sights on all that could be in our future. We're talking about how to be more productive with our time and time management and how to stop procrastinating and how to be more effective in the future. Oh, I love to dream about the future. I always have. The Lord has put dreams in my heart that have been there since I was a little girl, and I'm sure you have some of them too. And some of these dreams have come to pass, but certainly not all of them. So many dreams are tucked away in the most tender places of my heart, and they live there. But I struggle sometimes to find the balance between looking to the future and really finding gratitude and thankfulness for my very present moment. It's really easy for me to always look to the next thing, to dream and prepare for all that I want to happen. And I don't think there's anything wrong with that. But this time of year really gets me going in that way. Like I get really revved up, but I also really don't want to miss my life that's right in front of me, longing for the future. The older I get, the more and more I realize how short 
life is, how tender and delicate this life we live is. It really is but a breath. It's here and it's gone. And I don't want to miss out on all the good things the Lord has given me today simply because they aren't on my vision board or they don't all look like the dreams I have in my heart. I pray I can take the good in my days and just leave the bad. That I can savor my children's laughs and the games we play, the walks in the sunshine, the cozy nights by the fire, the delicious cup of hot chocolate, snuggling my puppy. We get one shot at this life here on earth. Let's make the most of it. Let us be women who can passionately go after the dreams in our hearts while staying full of gratitude for the place in which we currently live today. Let's biohack the crap out of our days and take back all that the enemy tries to steal from us. Let's enjoy all the treasures the Lord has put into this earth for us right now. Because why not? Because loving your life will piss off the devil and bring glory to God. So who's with me? The Lord has set eternity in our hearts. I think that's why some of us love to dream about what's ahead. We were created to long for the future. Sometimes we just get lost in thinking about what that future might be. And I'm here to tell you that the future you dream of is eternity with the Lord. We may have physical bodies here on earth, but if you're a Christ follower listening to this today, you, my friend, are a heavenly being. The Spirit of God inside of you reminds you every day that this earth is not your home. This earth is not your future or the vision in your heart. It's eternity with our Father God. We all live with this tug in our hearts. And that tug, my sweet friend, is heaven calling your heart home. If you feel the pull, I'm here to tell you, you're human and you're in the right place. This earth isn't our home. We will always feel torn between two worlds as Christians here on this earth. We were created to long for more than what we have on earth. We were created to long for heavenly significance. That's why if we get sucked into the daily mundane tasks of motherhood and feel like we're drowning in boredom and unfulfillment, it's because we have lost our sense of purpose and what the Lord has assigned us to. If we don't understand our assignment here on earth, my friends, it's going to feel awfully boring and insignificant. But when you lay your responsibilities and assignment as mothers against a heavenly backdrop, you see just how significant your job really is. That it's not to waste your days doing another load of laundry, but that each task you do is to bring heaven down. It's leading your family to the feet of the Savior. 
It's serving when you really just don't want to. It's cooking another warm meal when you just want to tell the people to fend for themselves. It's tucking that little one back to bed again when you're so ready to be off duty. It's scheduling the doctor's appointments and paying the bills. And I'm here to tell you, Jesus sees it all. And he's watching you so proud of how you love your people. Did you hear that today, my friend? He's proud of you. You make him so very happy. I pray you can rest in that today, my friend.